Welcome to another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review while you're there. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterinthenow.com for its news, reviews, and interviews. We are celebrating episode 250 with a brand new series on Block Talk. We're flipping things around and making my guests watch my favorite movies that they've never seen. And in honor, we are celebrating as I make Ainley Fisher watch a movie that'll never be enough. Eurovision Song Contest Story of Fire Saga. Welcome. Thank you. It was enough. No, it'll never be enough. <laughs> Just like Yaya Ding Dong. I will never get enough of that song. It is... Um, ridiculous and stupid and in terms of will ferrell movies it's just as dumb as everything else but there's something special about it and we're going to figure out why so usually this is the podcast where i have my guests uh introduce me to a movie that i've never seen before and i get to learn why they love it and and i'll decide if i love it by the end of it and most of the movies i've um cared for I'm excited to do this series because I don't think all my guests are going to care for the movies I like. And that's what's so fun to see how my taste is not like anybody else's. So overall, first thoughts, Eurovision Song Contest Story of Fire Saga. It was just full of violence, incest, CGI, weird music, Europeanness. Incest, beautiful there's people, no incest. They're a lot of not, suggested incest. Well, correct, correct. I mean, we'll we'll get to the the name thing later, but um, yeah, it is. It, it's a, it's quintessential Will Ferrell bullshit, um, <laughs> and that's what I enjoyed it. But before we dive into the 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 movie itself, I like to give the audience a little bit of, of facts and history about the movie. So here are the cold hard facts. The cast includes Will Ferrell, Rachel McAdams, Dan Stevens, Pierce Brosnan, and Demi Lovato. It is directed by David Dobbin, music by Ali Alverson. It was released on June 26, 2020 on Netflix. Uh, we'll discuss a little bit later. Uh, it was not originally supposed to be released on Netflix. It was supposed to be a national release in movie theaters. Um, on Rotten Tomatoes, it has received a 63% based on 169 reviews with an average rating of 5.8 out of 10. And I think that's terribly low, but we'll, we'll we'll decide at the very end what your rating ranking is. Um, so this is the point where I would usually, before watching the movie, I would write out what I thought the movie was about, and then I would give like the synopsis according to Netflix. What did you think Eurovision Song Contest Story of Fire Saga was before I said we're gonna watch this movie? Just seeing Will Ferrell's face you're triggered to seeing all his past movies in your head flashing in front of you. Memorable, too much, too far, but with heart, mm -hmm. you know, about singer-songwriters in this unique country, this beautiful place. I knew this yeah. would be a beautifully shot movie. Um, and excessively silly, because I had heard Yaya Ding Dong. Uh-huh. I wasn't who, prepared for everything. Who, who, did, who did you hear Yaya Ding Dong from? It was from you. Mm-hmm, because I play it obsessively. In Central Park. Mm-hmm. Um, was the first time I heard it. I was impressed by how stupid it was. Yeah. And yeah. Ready and to suggestive. Yes. 
yeah, it was, it was, it's just a, all the way. Yeah. Um, so the, according to Netflix, the synopsis of the movie, two small town singers chase their pop star dreams at a global music competition where high stakes scheming rivals and onstage mishaps test their bond. Netflix, you need a new writer. That is not what this movie is. That is like that makes it sound like it's a good heartfelt, like power driven, like we're going to make it feel good movie. They did not capture the tone. No, they got the tone real wrong. Wrong. Um. But yeah, I mean, you can expand on that with like superfluous, crazy words, and maybe that will be the definite, like the synopsis according to me. I have some facts I want to drop to you and see if it makes sense since watching the movie. Okay. So to prepare for the film, Will Ferrell attended the 2019 Eurovision Song Contest um, in Lisbon, Portugal. The performances of the fictional Eurovision Song Contest depicted in the movie were filmed on the stage of the real Eurovision in Tel Aviv. Holsevik is actual town on the north coast of Iceland with a population of just over 2,300. That sounds right. It's a small town. Yeah. Although being held in Edinburgh, Scotland, the contest is actually hosted in Glasgow if it's ever in Scotland. So they got that wrong. Ram Norton is, in fact, BBC's chief Eurovision presenter. He's a good host. I He's think. a very good yeah. host. But apparently, like, when they do the show, they don't actually give commentary as the song's going along. Um, but you had to do it for the movie, I guess. Although he plays Will Ferrell's father, Pierce Brosnan is actually only 13 years older than him. Okay, that's exactly <laughs> probably why I thought he was... Way too attractive, especially in the beginning of the movie with that mane of brown hair. Yeah. 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 Um, but hey, that, that who cares about age when you're acting, right? Didn't hurt anybody in uh, Golden Girls. I mean, that's the typical casting of moms. It's true. It is very true. Above 21, it's a mom. Mm-hmm. While they never appeared in a scene together, Will Ferrell and Rachel McAdams both starred in Wedding Crashers. Oh. <laughs> Remember he played the um, funeral crasher? <laughs> Um, McAdams and Brosnan starred in Married Life together. And this is where your, your, your little incest moment happens. Lars and Secret's respective last names are Ericsson and Eric Duter, which translate to Eric's son yeah. and Eric's daughter. And it's a very small town. Correct. And his dad is a player. It's very, That's very true. Mm-hmm. So this is a fun one I love. Olaf, the bar patron who aggressively requests Yaya Ding Dong in the first scene and the end of the movie. This scene was actually the same scene shot and digitally recolored his shirt, so it looked like it was two different scenes. That makes a lot of mm-hmm. sense. That's very Hollywood. And Hans Ole Augustin, uh, who plays Olaf, was originally cast as an extra. His lines were improvised, and the director decided to feature him further in the film. So, Good listen, choice. extras, get out there, do your thing, be funny, and you will be the meme of the movie. He was very iconic. Mm-hmm. Um... Two of the uh, songs in the song long are actual Eurovision songs. They are Waterloo by ABBA and Ne Pars Pas Sans Moi as performed by Celine Dion. The inclusion of ABBA made the movie more legitimate. Absolutely. The same with Eurovision Song Contest. Mm-hmm. The fact that they're ever involved. Always. <laughs> and in the song along, we have cameos from John Ludwig, who was uh, Sweden's representative in 2019. Anna Odobosku, who was Moldova's representative in 2019. Bilhai Hassini, France's representative in 2019. 
Lorraine, Sweden's winner in 2012, Jesse Matado, France's representative in 2010, Alexander Rybeck, Norway's winner in 2019 and representative in, let's flip this page, uh, 2018, Jamala, Ukraine's representative from 2016, Elena Nechikova, uh, Estonia's representative in 2018, Conchita Wurst, Austria's winner in 2014, and Netta, Israel's winner in 2018. So that's why those fun people were there, because they yes. are all Eurovision people. It felt, yeah, authentic. <laughs> yeah. Exciting. I bet they were excited to be part of it. Oh, absolutely. And I bet everyone who wasn't asked to do it was like, fuck you. <coughs> yeah, I'd be bitter. <coughs> oh, excuse me. All right. Swedish singer Molly Sandin, who is also credited as My Marianne, was mixed with Rachel McAdams' voice on many tracks. Uh, she is the dub of uh, Rachel McAdams. So any of Rachel McAdams' voice was in it. Yes, That's it amazing. was a little bit, yes. <laughs> Dan Stevens' voice was not, as that was dubbed by Eric Mjons. The soundtrack has been nominated for Best Compilation Soundtrack for Visual Media for the upcoming 63rd Annual Grammy Awards. And I have high hopes that maybe an Oscar nomination for one of the songs will be there. And finally... The Hamster Wheel is an homage to Ukraine's 2014 Eurovision entry. Um, but Maria Yumchuk's performance goes off without a hitch. No issues there. Oh, gosh. So, in its first weekend, the film is the top stream item on Netflix in the United States and reached number one in multiple other regions. I, It's really hard for me to figure this out because it was literally just months ago, but I feel like this movie was one of the first movies to be like put onto a streaming platform as opposed to being pushed back. Right. Am I wrong? Was there, was there a movie that was put on something before this? Not that I can think of. Yeah. But it was, I think beneficial in some ways. Absolutely. They got all the marketing of a major motion picture, but then it was suddenly all people had to watch. Right. And that's, what's so fascinating is, I don't think I would have gone out to see this movie if it was out in theaters. But because I was stuck at home and it was on Netflix and they told me about it, that's why I watched it. This feels like one where you're waiting with your friends in the line. And you're like, what do we what do we go to? Yeah. OK, I guess we can do Fire Saga. Right. It just doesn't it like it feels like a regular Will Ferrell movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to discuss the marketing of what the movie was going to be if things were not the way they were. Alternate timeline, yeah. alternate universe. Um, so this is, uh, I actually found this out from Ryan, who sent me an article. Um, but the marketing, if they were going to be a full movie in theaters, they were going to have Fire Saga pretend to be a real band. They were going to be performances on late night shows. They were going to be the musical guest on Saturday Night Live. They were going to be the closing act at Eurovision. It would have been a much bigger They deal. were going oh full out. This is Fire Saga. They are a real band. Obviously, we would have known it's Rachel McAdams and Will Ferrell. But <laughs> I could you imagine the joy in my, my face seeing Yaya Ding Dong performed on Saturday Night Live? I would have died. That would have been the greatest thing ever. It's consistent with some elements of the movie are fucking extra. Yeah. That would have been extra. Because you can only imagine what stunts they would have pulled. Yeah. 
So I'm very devastated that this happened. I'm still optimistic that perhaps one day they'll be the guest or maybe if Will Sparrow <laughs> comes on, Rachel McAdams will be there. I don't, I don't know. But I think we missed out on one of the greatest marketing plans ever. Right. I'm imagining it now. It's glorious. It would be so funny. Funny. Um, but that didn't happen. So before we dive into the movie, how familiar were you with Eurovision? As a concept, I got it. Like everyone, it almost feels like the Olympics. Yeah. It's like a great unity unifier. Um, but it also never seems to come up with like, this is probably insulting. It always seems to have really silly songs and acts in a way. Mm -hmm. Like the stuff that we see. Yeah. It's like, what is going on over there? Right. <laughs> and yet it, it, like you said, it is the Olympics. Like people literally stop everything for the weekend to watch Eurovision. And it even brings people culturally into Europe who aren't always considered right. Europe, like Israel. And it, that's beautiful. And mm -hmm. it's a cool thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know that New York would have a couple, uh, I think hardware would have like a Eurovision viewing party. Um, I know a couple friends who would do Eurovision viewing parties. I'm sad we didn't get one this year because there were high rumors that uh, my beloved Frock Destroyers were going to potentially be the UK's representative with Break Up Bye Bye. But they're still being petitioned for this upcoming one to do Her Majesty, which I would live for. Like, give them the crown right now. Could you imagine... Drag queens from Drag Race winning Eurovision. It feels right. It does. I mean, we have had Conchita Worst win, uh, which was a very big moment in 2014. I remember that happening. And it was obviously not culture shock for them, but it was culture shock for us. Right. And our version of drag was did a little bit blown up by Conchita. Absolutely. Which I live for. And it's not like she's a like, conservative, regular drag queen. She's a bearded queen. A queen. A talented sickening queen yeah. who appears in this movie. She sure does. Um, but some early facts to just get the audience to know what Eurovision is. Eurovision is a 64-year-old contest watched by around 200 million viewers each year. It was established in 1956 to promote peace in Euro uh, Europe after the horrors of World War II. The grand finale involves competitors from 26 different countries performing one song and then the voting from the countries who cannot vote for themselves and the audience. And that's how things are tallied. I believe it's like a 50-50 split. Not really sure, but there's always, um, as you, we saw in the movie, there are considered voting blocks, which are very survivor-like things. Right. So you have like the Eastern block voting for things and it's alliances. And sometimes that's how weird things happen. Like... It's not objective. Exactly. That's how Iceland gets into the, the finals. But that is basically all the facts and things to know about the movie before jumping in. And we're going to we're going to talk through the movie a little bit. Um, usually this is where I would like make my commentary very like jokey and funny. And I, I would call things thing like and people get insulted by me, like not calling the character's name by its name, whatever. This one I didn't do as comical, but I'm going to say it's friends. I was high. I watched this movie for the first time high. And it is a glorious experience. It goes well together. I think Will Ferrell movies tend to do that. Where like you relax a little bit and he takes you on a journey. Sure does. Sure uh. does. Um, but yeah, so we begin our tale in Holsevik, Iceland on April 6th, 1974. The night ABBA won Eurovision. Is Waterloo like a gay awakening song? In the lyrics? No, just in general. 
Like, do all gays have to dance to Waterloo at some point to officially become gay? Yes. Okay, I thought so because it's a baptism. Yeah, I, I mean, we all love Waterloo. Mm-hmm. It's just right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that first scene is 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 kind of heartbreaking because we 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 see, um, uh, Lars dancing to Waterloo and everyone's laughing at him and he. That's a plot point. He doesn't like to be laughed at while he performs. Um, and then we see Secret, who didn't talk until Lars and Abba. But then you, that's also where we meet mean daddy uh, Pierce Brosnan. It's just classic Will Ferrell here, setting us up for like this emotional arc. Yeah. I feel it. I'm already invested. Yeah. And then immediately, we get to experience Fire Saga through a dream sequence of their song, Volcano Man. <laughs> what were your thoughts on Volcano Man? It's really hard to describe because at this point I'm still acclimating to the universe. Yeah. I'm just taking it all in. Um, but the shots of Iceland. Oh, gorgeous. Yeah, that's part of what sold me on it. I was like, okay, I can see them being a band. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even though they they look ridiculous. Yeah. The costumes. And, and the makeup. <laughs> the costumes are a highlight throughout. Absolutely. I think. Um, but yeah. Um, some of my favorite lyrics of Volcano Man, uh, they're, they're quite ep- epic, but he goes, Volcano Man, and she goes, he's such a man. That's the thing about Eurovision songs, or the lyrics are not supposed to be good. They're just silly. They're stupid. You're not going to win on lyrics alone. No. It, it needs the camp as well. Yeah. Um, so then the, the sequence breaks up, and then we see that it was all in their heads, but they're actually practicing in the garage of his house. And he lives with his papa like every millennial during COVID, apparently. <laughs> um, if you didn't notice it, I it was when I was doing my research, I figured it out. But like Rachel McAdams, she developed a lot of her character and her voice and mannerisms from Bjork. I did notice. And that first scene, she was doing Bjork so well. Yeah. A couple times I heard it. And it's a sing-song <laughs> quality. Yeah. Okay, the accents I'm going to say were all over the place. Absolutely, of course. But hers rang true because I know Bjork. Yeah. Good so, job. Yeah, so the, she, she, she did well. Um, but yeah, as, a, as I wrote, Iceland is beautiful and I want to go to there. Oh, yeah. Um, CGI whales? CGI whales. Why not have CGI whales? <laughs> Reaching for 20, like five seconds. Yeah. Ugh. Probably $10,000 to have a five second CGI whale jump duet. Surely more. Um. So then the next scene is... As I wrote, why did he bring me here to tell me that? Lars is being told he's being kicked out of his house at the cemetery at his mother's grave. Only in a Will Ferrell movie can you get away with that. It's gratuitous. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then one of my, and then we 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 see uh, he is at he one of his jobs is I guess giving tickets out. Um, and then he for gives one scene. Yeah, for literally one scene, and he's giving a ticket, and he's also putting um his band's uh, flyer on the windshields. Uh, and this is when we learn that um, probably not my sister, definitely not your sister is the first beginnings of the last name saga uh, because no one knows if they're relatives, if they're their lovers or what they are. Part of me wants this plotline to go away and then it never goes away. It never goes away. No. The ambiguity of two friends being so damn close in a small, small town. So hard, isn't it? <laughs> um, yeah. Then I wrote that Lars's dad is a dick, definitely a dick. Oh, absolutely. 
they're setting him up though to soften. Absolutely. And there's all these beautiful symbols and icebergs crumbling, you know. Uh-huh. We're we're ready for some emotional work here. Um, and then we jump to the first time we get to see the band playing or Fire Saga. And they ask, um, do you want to hear Eurovision song? And they say no, because what do they want to hear? They're one hit. Play Ya Ya Ding Dong. It's my favorite line. I don't know why. He screams play Ya Ya Ding Dong with such conviction. It's so funny. He's a real person who's really at shows and follows bands around yeah. and has to hear that song. Um, so apparently Ya Ya Ding Dong is modeled after like a a bunch of Scandinavian bar songs, like drinking songs. They wanted this moment to be very much we can all sing along and 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 know the lyrics and it's they captured it, but the fact that they purposely also wrote the lyrics for this movie to be so raunchy makes the moment so funny. It is funny. I think it would be really funny for people, Scandinavian people. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then the the scene he stops playing, and then uh, the the two of them have a conversation outside, and this is where Olaf comes back in with another moment of my favorite part. You have to play it. I don't care. You have to play it again. It will never be enough. I only want to hear Yaya Ding Dong. Have I turned that into a meme before? Yes, I have. <laughs> have I turned Yaya Ding Dong into Baby Shark? Yes, I have. Yes. This is my obsession when I can bring my things together. I just love Olaf so much. And if anybody is able to get me a cameo from this man just to say those words to me, I will be very appreciative. Oh, wow. Does he, you think he has a cameo? I looked on the cameo website. I thought he would have one by now, but... Apparently, you can reach out to him. He has an email address out on the internet. You better do it. So, um, then we start to learn about elves. Do you believe in elves? I do not personally believe in elves. Um, after this movie, do you believe in elves? No. Okay. Um, it did not change my mind on elves. No, I uh, really wish elves were real because they fucking did the thing. Are we going to talk about that? Well we'll, well, well, we'll get to that last part, but... <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, so she wishes on the elves to help get them into the song contest. There, at least the, the, the Icelandic song contest first, the prelims right, right. to Eurovision. Um, and we basically see that they have one big contender played by Demi Lovato. Named Tatiana? Katiana. Katiana. Ka Katiana, because they call, also call her Katya. Oh. So it's always confusing when anyone else has a name Katya because I'm like Katya Zamolochukova. Katiana though is a is a yeah. great name. Yeah, it's a drag name. It's it's so drag name, mm -hmm. but I can't not say it. Demi Lovato sounded like Demi Lovato. The two accents I liked the least were Demi's and Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, <laughs> Pierce Brosnan just can't do many things right, can he? He's handsome. Yeah, don't put him in a movie that has music in it, please. <laughs> Let's stop that. Or where he has to do an Icelandic accent. I just didn't buy it. Well, that's, is it, what is an Icelandic accent? I'll, only reference I have is Bjork, honestly. I guess if, if there's any Icelanders listening to this, please educate me. I'd like to speak with an accent for a day. <laughs> <laughs> so the Iceland Eurovision people really, 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 really want to win um, because... They just want to win. It's 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 a, it's a moment of glory for a, a country to win Eurovision. But then we meet Victor, who is like a Debbie Downer and doesn't want Eurovision because 
it'll bankrupt Iceland. Is Iceland poor? I think they are just like running on a very small economy. So to okay. have a big Europe-wide event, in his opinion, is going to bankrupt them. I, I don't. I didn't buy it that he's really strapped for cash like that. Yeah, I, I just think thought he, it might happen. Yeah, it's almost like the movie just needed that villain, and you're like, "But you, if that plot line wasn't in it, I think the movie would have been okay." You know, he's not wrong though. A lot of Olympics will bankrupt cities. I mean, look what's happening to Tokyo right now, who have two Olympics back to back. They had such a perfect logo. It was everything was perfect. It was perfect. Yeah. Um. Um, so they only have 11 contestants. They need 12. So they're told just pick a case out of the box and it ends up being Fire Saga. It was a cassette tape out of a box of CDs. Yes, a cassette tape. Um, (laughs) I may age you right now. Did you ever, did you live with cassettes? Do you even know what a cassette is? Usually when I use cassettes, it was four books on tape. Okay. Yeah. Because I feel like... it was you you were probably like that cusp of like just being born when CDs were being big. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. And it it just was a transition over years. Yeah. Yeah. Um but yeah, that was totally a cassette tape. So they get in and Lars needs to tell everybody and this is a small town, so apparently it is illegal to ring the town bell because that is the sign of an emergency. And according to him, it is a, an emergency to reveal that they have gotten into Eurovision. Yes. And seeing him immediately arrested was, again, really nice to see. Um, it's very much, very, very, very much a small town. Um, Sigrid really wants Eurovision. So she's going back to the elves and she's doing it for Lars and her to get together. Um, and maybe this is why I want to believe in elves, because I want my elves to get me into a relationship that I long for. You know, I thought something sinister was coming at this point with the elves. They just seemed to me to be dark at that point. Foreshadowing uh-huh. of something bad was going to happen. Perfect. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, elves, if you can help me out, um, um, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a gathering of brunch foods. It might be one of those um, two-sided wishes, though. You get your wish and then it's... I'm willing to take that <laughs> risk. <laughs> So we're getting ready for the performance and Lars is in a white cat suit and that shake weight. Oh my God. That was a look shake weight in this. He looks like a sperm with his padded crotch. Yeah. So the padded crotch, um, may I ask, have you ever padded yourself for a performance? Absolutely not. Not even for drag. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh my gosh. <laughs> to add for drag. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, I think it is a bold move, mm-hmm. but for a pop star, I get it. Yeah. Um, and then she goes with a classic camel because it's never out of style. That is a quote that stuck out for me. It was just, I think it was, what was funny about that line is not the line itself, but it, the way Rachel McAdams delivered it. Mm-hmm. Cause it was just so sincere Should and I sweet. Go for a camel? Yeah. And As then a style she, choice. And then she's like doing it and you're like, but you two aren't together, but you're like clearly doing crotch things together. Okay. This was a joke for the Americans. Like absolutely. These Europeans just don't give up. Exactly. Um, And then we have this moment where uh, Lars is trying to talk to the tech people and he doesn't realize he's on next. So he has to like go through the audience. And again, with the crotch thing, he goes, it's all real. It's all real to the people he is putting his crotch in their their face. face. 
Very funny. Very, very Will Ferrell. Just physical comedy. Absolutely. Um, Daddy Pierce Brosnan doesn't want to watch Icelandic Song Contest because he's got to go haunt Lars. Like he just, he does He's not here for it. He's he, he he's he's fearful of it. You knew this performance was going to be a disaster because they needed to be terrible uh, for this movie to last as long as it does. Right. You pause it and you see that it's at forty minutes and you say things got to get bad. Yeah. Really bad. Um, and it was pretty disastrous. But I will say. Double Trouble is actually a great song, and I would totally listen to it. Overall, the soundtrack is kind of fun. Yeah, it's yeah. A, it's it's cute music. Um, but yeah, the performance was bad. We love flying until you fall. And how did he not break his back? That was a thud. Stunt person. Had to be. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> um, like I said, if they didn't laugh, Lars wouldn't have run off. And if they didn't laugh and Lars didn't run, they would be dead, too. End of movie. Um, what did you think of that whole like you there there you have this romantic moment and you you also see like Sigrid really loving Lars and being there for her, Lars and like I want someone to love me the way Sigrid loves Lars, but then you have the boat exploding and Demi Lovato's arm just plopping right in front of them. Oh my god, that was traumatic, <laughs> and it was the biggest surprise of the movie. Just killing that many people at once and seeing Demi Lovato's disembodied flaming arm was yeah. traumatic. Um, it was very funny. And then her lines, the elves did it again. And then Lars being happy for all these deaths because he knows that they're going to be in, in Eurovision because they're the only ones left. That's just how the elves work, isn't it? Yeah. Um, it was, it was a very funny moment. And I feel like uh, this is probably the fourth time we've seen the movie in less than a year. Crazy. But like, I did not see it coming and know what what who was behind it. No, and like the first time. Oh, got it. So I think it was like a good setup. Yeah, you got it basically immediately. Well, you figured it out. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you were stoned, so I, I don't know. I guess it was uh, gotta blame that skeevy politician. Yeah, always, absolutely. Always. Um, I love classic comedy bits where everyone talks about Fire Saga in front of them and then you have like the reveal with the camera panning to them. I think that's brilliant humor. Um, and that's kind of the thing that we don't really see in comedies nowadays, but you know in like a Will Ferrell Saturday Night Live style movie or show, you're going to get a moment like that. And I thought that was very funny. Yeah, I think it's really funny. For one, for Will Ferrell to subject himself to that much abuse mm-hmm. in the script. But also, Rich McAdams is this like gorgeous, perfect, with a beautiful voice. Yeah. And yet they're like, she's trash. Yeah. Why do they crap on her so much? I don't know. I don't know. It's funny. But they get to go to Eurovision, which is in this movie set in Edinburgh. I would like to go to Edinburgh, too. It looks gorgeous. It does. Um, They get a nice, cute hotel that has two twin beds on opposite sides of the room. Smallest beds. Is that accurate to hotels in europe or is this just for comedy i that looked legit to me but yeah. they looked really small it looks very very like tiny hostile almost almost um yeah so then we get this montage of them doing things in Edinburgh, and i would like to go on a segway tour as well um maybe when i go to dc i'll be able to finally do that right so lars they have a moment together and lars can't make out with secret because he thinks they have to think about the music first. That sounds so homo. 
so, so for one, he comes across as looking gay. Mm-hmm. I think gay or European. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the joke they're going for too. But also, the plot would be over in a way. Absolutely. So we enjoy that. <laughs> but his justification is then discussing bands and and acts that broke up because of love. And then he says, Simon and Garfunkel. And that got me laughing so hard. Well, he says semen. Well, semen and Garfunkel <laughs> through, the, through the accent. But what if that's like the hidden secret all along of Simon and Garfunkel that they were gay lovers? And they nailed it. Could you imagine? I think the actual story is interesting, too. Like, but OK. <laughs> um, I just thought that was so funny because clearly that's not the case. That's not why they broke up. But the fact that that was the punchline at the end of this list was so funny yeah, to me. Someone's got to write the fan fiction. Exactly. Um, so then they have this like meet and greet and then they are, they all get these giant uh, glasses of uh, champagne. And when I say giant, it's just a very long stem, like obnoxiously long stem. Have you ever had a drink out of a, a glass like that? Like a novelty glass, I think probably a plastic one. Yeah, those were not plastic. Those are real. Yeah. Um, we get to meet Alexander and his dancers and they are all so fucking flaming. The Russian guy. They, they are very gay and the choreography and the music is really, very gay. And it, it was it was kind of hot. They, they all looked really good. Uh, yes, I, I would like to make Lion of Love my new sexy time song. Ah, uh, really? Ugh. Yeah, I think I, it's just there's passion behind it. it. It's furious. What it was, it was on the nose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, have you seen the, the, the excellent television program Fleabag? No. Well, for those Fleabag lovers, the Eurovision coach um, is actually the guy with the big teeth from Fleabag. So. Oh. It was just because the first time I saw it, I hadn't seen Fleabag. So I think this is the second time I've seen it since watching Fleabag. And I was like, I made that connection. Um, he was really thirsty. Yeah, he, he, well, he was also homosexual. Right. Um, but if you've not seen Fleabag, another TV show, I highly recommend. Okay. Excellent, excellent. If you love British humor. Oh, it's so dry. It's good. Um, how much money does their number cost? Because this is apparently the people that Iceland provided for them. And we get to see them do a lot of crazy shit. Like, I thought Iceland was broke. Right. So, plot line, question mark. Question mark. That, that confused me. Um, the choreographer. My favorite line from her. Do you have a sickness in your legs? Are your feet sad? Yes. <laughs> it's just so funny because it's so European. I think also it was, like, a little sexist in a funny way. Yeah. Like, come on, girl. Yeah. Um, What's wrong? Fe- feeling emotional? Exactly. I mean, <laughs> my my leg is very depressed right now, so I understand the sentiment. But foot sad. All right. <laughs> um, and then we do. I don't know what happened, but I wrote down: Did he bomb the boat? Annalise seeing a twist a mile away. <laughs> this is when you. Oh, it's because it. I clocked that the yeah. politician had bombed everyone. Yeah. I had to make a note as I was like, fuck, whatever. Okay, <laughs> well, fine. Watch this movie for the plot. No, no, no. <laughs> um, again, I love comedy when comedy is filmed right. I love the way the camera panned from Fire Saga as they're recording and then go right to J-Bong. The, the, <laughs> it was just very funny the way it, it, it zoomed over. Mm-hmm. Um, just funny, crazy things. Uh, J-Bong is not someone I would hire. No. But... You, you recognize those sort of people. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. they're everywhere. And that's what this movie was filled of. They were filled of archetypes and, and, and caricatures, and that's what made it 
funny Great because they're crime. real. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Alexander, um, he is very hot and I love his chest and I go to party for crazy sexy time too. Cause he invites them to go to party for crazy sexy time. And I too think Alexander has a large penis. Um, and we will see soon see that with the penises dangling and they're not age grease statues. They are him. I feel like he exaggerated his own. You think he pads too? Maybe. Um, have you ever gotten to party in a castle? Yes. Fuck you. It was for a wedding. It wasn't my idea. Where? Yeah, Ohika Castle in upstate New York. Wow. Yeah. That must be cool. It was cool. Did it look like the one in the movie? Mm-hmm. God damn it. Did it look like it at the inside too? It was more tasteful. I want to go party in a castle. Mm-hmm. His castle's gorgeous. Yeah, um, go to Europe. There's way more castles. That's true. Well, that's the Euro trip. Here we go. Yeah. We learned in this scene that everyone hates UK, so zero points. But I say wait until Frog Destroyers. They'll get all the points. Mm-hmm. Um, this is when we have the official last name reveal. And that's when everyone, again, questions whether they're siblings. And that's part of when the plot line of rival lovers comes into play. As we have um, Alexander going for Secret and uh, Mita going for Lars. Um, But flirting in broken accents is kind of hilarious. It was really funny to watch because it's they're trying to speak English in these broken accents. Very funny. Very funny. Yeah. There's lots of chemistry in Mm -hmm. this cast, though. It is, yeah, absolutely. And then we get the song along. Um, I absolutely love this sequence. I've watched it on YouTube countless times. Um, so this the song along is when everyone in the movie at this party just starts singing songs. And this is when we have all those cameos from the Eurovision contestants. Um, they have Do You Believe in Love? Ray of Light, Waterloo, um, the Celine Dion French song, and then I Got a Feeling. Very good. Yeah, I missed a few, but yeah. That was like, it. they all come together. I don't know why they're all, the five of them are paired together, but it worked. Yeah. It worked. It all felt right. Um, And it was cool to, like, because I didn't know who any of the contestants were, except really for Conchita Wurst and Netta, who I absolutely adore. Right. But Netta is a drag queen. Yes. I would wear that look, even though I don't do drag. Oh, okay. Yeah. She served drag. She served it. It was yeah. so good. But for those who haven't seen the movie yet, the song along is like a riff off of in Pitch Perfect of the, the you know, the riff off moment. Um, That's what it was. Both equally make me have feelings. And I think I just love mashups and singing together. And I like the, the, that the, these scenes stand out to me. So I really enjoy the moment. Definitely another place where it just fell over the top mm-hmm. and right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but no, I was so glad they included Waterloo because... Eurovision wouldn't be Eurovision to us Americans without Waterloo. And it tied it into the beginning. Exactly. Yeah. Um, if if only ABBA made an appearance in the movie. There were recordings. That was it. Yeah. Um, I think of romance and sex play, the French maid and the sailor boy, and I have a large penis. This was a line from Alexander. He's very raunchy. He's funny character. Very funny, but... Sailor Boy, it, it feels a little bit... Um, gay? Gay, yes. That's part of the joke. And infantile. Yeah, 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 absolutely. He's immature. Like, all these men are so immature. Absolutely. Um, Alexander also knows about the elves. What do you mean knows about? He knew about the elves. Like the lore of the elves. Yes. Yeah. Okay. How do you know about them? It's just real. They're real. I'm telling you, I need them. Uh, maybe because 
I want to go club dancing too. Maybe I'll go talk to the elves and I can go club dancing again. Make a wish. I mean, and give them alcohol was what they did yes, every that's, time. That's true. That is true. A tribute of alcohol. Um, so apparently Lars just waits up for his partner to sleep in the opposite twin bed too. Cause he's waiting up for um secret. Who's out club dancing. Um, but then no, no, she wakes up in sexy man's large bed after a night of club dancing. With braids. Mm-hmm, with braids, which I was like, again, you sure not homo? You sure? And then that's uh, true. So then, in this moment, we also learn that the first time we hear that Secret has been writing her own song, uh, because she has been singing it in her sleep. Is that a thing? No, but this felt very um, Lady Gaga, Bradley Cooper. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can see that totally. Um, I was like, if people can sing in their sleep, I really want to listen to people. I want to watch people writing sleep. Their songs. Yeah. yeah. Who knows what I've been writing that I've not known. Yeah. I've definitely written plays in my head during my dreams and that I wish I could like write down right after I wake up. I've been there too. Yeah. Um, Sigrid is so loyal to the ones she loves. She is just not going to do anything because she is so in love with Lars. And yet it's not. Right yet. They're not no. right for each other yet. No. They haven't earned it. They haven't earned it. I haven't earned it yet either. Whatever. It's um, a journey. It's a journey. It's a fucking long journey. <laughs> then we move over to Lars, and he has a, a guest in his bed. Did they do it in a twin bed? No. It looked like it, but they... No. It's I mean, too we learned... small a fucking... Right. How, but how could you have two people in a twin bed, period? No. It's smaller than a twin. I can't. I can't even imagine. I I can barely sleep in a bed with uh, the queen size bed with another person. Right. So then we go to the next dress rehearsal, tech rehearsal for Fire Saga, and Secret has a new costume that Lars made for her. That is what we call a drag nightmare. It was a drag nightmare, and yet I love this costume and the costume it becomes. Yeah, when it's all ripped apart, it's so fierce. All of a sudden, it has a waistline. It has like these torn edges. Horrible fabric. Horrible fabric. But all of these things that that we didn't know Lars could do. That was so funny. And just springing things on her at the last minute. Yeah. (laughs) And then they get into a fight because they both think they slept with the other person and blah, 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 blah. So uh, Lars is going to go sex nuts. (laughs) Yeah. The first time he said it, I didn't understand. He had to say it again. I was like, oh, yeah, okay. And he is literally not helping out with the gay European thing because he is going to go sex nuts with the very ugly plain um, cleaning lady. He's going to go sex nuts with Kevin Swain, the uh, the the number helper. Um, and but Kevin Swain is easy, so that's fine. Um, and then Secret says that Lars is just so small, and that's a dig to him. Right, like his character. Yeah things he cares about exactly he has to grow exactly so Lars runs off and he now is talking to his reflection in a um uh, a fountain and that is such a Will Ferrell movie thing or like Disney yeah it was such a stupid moment and of course it gets broken up by dude bro Americans <laughs> yeah again a joke for the Europeans these goddamn Americans backpackers um, I have not had the privilege to go to Europe or backpack, but I know many people who have. It was also one of the first, like, very heterosexual energies where I was like, what's happening? <laughs> yeah. 
Um, did you ever get to go backpacking or did you you you, you traveled I normally? Went to Europe with a bag that was too big, but it wasn't a backpack. Gotcha. Did you go from place to place? Yes, but within one country for a okay, job. Okay. It was, yeah. Um then we learned that like music brings people together and that Eurovision is bigger than the Super Bowl. Is Eurovision bigger than the Super Bowl? Bigger what way? I don't know. Is it like the, it's it's like the, almost the equivalent for us, kind of? It's sort of like how they talk about the World Cup. It brings so many countries together. Yeah. These like uniquely American things aren't that big. No. Super Bowl also shrank this year. Sure did. That halftime show was Whoop. choices. Um, So we're getting ready to get ready for the show, for the, the prelims. And Lars is being spooked by burnt up Demi Lovato ghost. Fucking trippy. The first time where she just talks and has lines and it's like, what is happening? But it was actually like a good acting moment from Demi Lovato. Yeah, I was impressed. It was funny like because I'm sure when that was done, she didn't. She had like some prosthetics on, but like in a lot of green screen moments, mm-hmm. it was just very, very funny. And with she sold arm. it with one arm. She yeah. sold it. It was still on fire. <laughs> burning up. Um, and then. We see that Mita is starting to become more of a Yoko Ono. And oh my God, we don't want that. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> and then we get to see the guy from Drag Race as the announcer. Yeah. Graham the, Norton. The, the guy from Drag Race? I didn't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what Graham Norton is to me at this point. I mean, no. I, I understand to Europeans, Graham Norton is a chat show host and is a big deal. But he's the, he's the Drag Race UK person now. Yeah. Um, so there's a line that uh, Secret says that the elves is one of their mottos. Anger can anger cannot turn the butter. What does that mean? Okay, so I guess if it goes from cream to butter, there's a point when it go it turns, right? Uh huh. And if you're churning it angrily, that doesn't get it. You got to be patient. You got to be methodical. Wow, you've just made sense of I'm a silly lie. From I love a it. part of the country where we turn butter, right? Okay, that's true. I thought yeah. you were gonna say you're part of part part from part of the country that has elves. Yes, Tennessee elves. Don't go there. <laughs> Let's not go there. Oh all. no, oh no. Um, it was later in this movie that I really started to notice that every scene Alexander is in, he has a different shade of lipstick on. Oh, okay. It's like. Either a pink, like, cause there's one moment where it's like a very soft pink. I was like, come on, man. You are so flaming. So flaming. And fabulous. And the, the highlights in the hair. It's so hot. He's so sexy. You like that? You like that femboy, huh? I do. I but know. but he also played the Beast in uh, Beauty and the Beast live action. So just saying, he he, 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 he can do it. He's versatile. He's very versatile. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody thinks Iceland is going to suck just because of the reputation and because of Fire Saga. Um, but we get to start to see some of the other acts from other countries. Like Moonfang, um, with that scary skeleton Viking monster dude, which was terrifying. Um, Finland has a girl that looks like Ashley O, and I love Ashley O. If you've not seen that Black Mirror episode, oh, it's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was the moment I was like, I can't wait for American Song Contest. Yeah. I hope COVID doesn't ruin it. I really hope we get American Song Contest. That'd be great. There was one act that you were not a fan of. You called shit, actually. No. Johnny John John, the rapper. Yeah, because it did not feel authentic. Okay. You didn't like Johnny John John. No, no. 
the vibes were very like false fake Disney. Yeah. Um, no, he, you, didn't, you didn't care for the rapping or the style. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. What did you think? Oh, terrible. Yeah, absolutely terrible. insulting. And then we see that Lars changed Sigrid's costume and the scarf is now extra long. You could see this coming from a mile away. Plot right? point. Um, this is what I think everybody says about me in life. We know they're awful, but they're our awful. That's that's bleak. <laughs> Again, these are funny lines, but they're so like said with so much heart and and love. There's heart throughout the movie. Yeah, so much, so much. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Double Trouble Eurovision performance is a hot mess of funny. Um, <laughs> it starts out okay. Yeah. Why the dolphins though? Why are, why are they, why do we have the, the, the shot from above with the, the, the digital, digital dolphins? dolphins? Why? I don't know. It's so Eurovision though. Yeah. Yeah. It was beautiful. It was yeah. like dazzled. Yeah. And then the scarf, the hamster wheel. This is comedy gold. I know where you're not like we're trained not to laugh at other people's pain and suffering, but how could you not laugh at it? I I kind of tensed up, but yeah. to, to deal with that you have to laugh. Cause like you could see someone dying. That's so the thing. Easily. I don't know how they, this happened with no one dying because she's being choked. My head went to South Park levels of violence. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh, we do once again. Laughing makes Lars run away, um, but he ran away so fast that this time he missed the applause from the audience afterwards. If he heard that, then the movie would be over. But he has to run away. Um, Pierce Brosnan is so embarrassed that he has to walk out. He he can't even handle it, even though the rest of the bar is loving and, and appreciating the hot mess that Iceland was. I. We, we learned that Seager just wants to go to the artist area because all artists want to go to the artist area. And I wish we all had our, our own artist area. But Seager has never asked Lars for anything ever, but she's asking him for this. And I feel like that's my life story. It's just asking for one thing and not getting it back. That's yeah, fine. that's what it's had fine. to happen for them to you know come together. Come together. Fine, I'll make that my excuse for eventually coming together. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So then we hear Seager saying, the first strong line of hers, there's no us anymore, Lars. And that's a really big, powerful character development moment. I think Secret is a really strong character. Yeah. she They wrote her very well, and Rachel McAdams acted her very well. Right. She's very, very patient and understanding, but there's limits. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you could make her a buffoon or a character, but when you have a typically dramatic actress playing a comedic role that's when you get these little nuances and flavors so i think the casting of rachel mcadams was so perfect it was great and you know maybe the mistake is believing in lars yeah and according to like all the friends but she's not wrong in the yeah end. and then we learned that secret wrote that song for lars and that's something i would do but um i don't know what this podcast is turning into but clearly uh this movie is making more sense to me than it ever has before i'll tell you say the drugs we're talking um it made you feel more vulnerable sensitive yeah emotional. exactly i will say the movie is long and if i was going to cut things down this whole point montage moment could have been much shorter where we see lars leaving secret having a moment with alexander and then all of a sudden iceland getting all these points from all, from the eastern block it was probably like a five six minute sequence that could have been two three minutes at most 
it was clearly pandering to Americans who don't understand the voting yeah, system. Yeah. How a black, a dark horse could get there. Yeah. So it, it was, it was a bit much. That being said, um, Rachel McAdams picks Will Ferrell over Dan Stevens. And I'm just going to say that it must be an Icelandic thing. If you're going to pick the weird man over the hot man. She chose love over like loins. So clearly she's not gay. Oh, gay culture. Don't we love it? <laughs> so Lawrence is back in Iceland and it takes him being out to sea to find out about the results. How small is the small town? Because they clearly it did not share that information to him the second he got down. Like Or his father. Right. Like, the, how did none of them be like, Lars, what are you doing here? So that was another plot point that I was like, this is a broken plot hole, but fine. But, but they wanted to have him out in the middle of the sea when he hears about him winning the contest. Yeah, and then he literally jumps in the water. To swim, swim shore back. in full clothes. He doesn't change clothes. Oh. Runs. like And goes to perform in those clothes, too. Right. Um, Again, costumes coming through. Yeah, so then he's going to make it back. He's going to go, how far is the flight from Edinburgh to Reykjavik? I'm assuming that's where he would fly in, into Four hours? I Less. did some research. It's only two hours. Wow. Right? Okay. I get why Iceland is so cheap to fly through. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so we learned that Pierce Brosnan and his weird accent is such a dick because Secret's mom didn't like him. No. That I guess he had a little crush on her. You think? I think so. Yeah, I don't know he, when maybe he was the player with everyone else. Yeah. That's what she didn't like. Yeah. I don't know when the mother died in the in the grand scheme of things. It feels like it was a long time ago. But um He was cheating on probably. Yeah. Probably. Um, yeah, go get her as he jumps in the freezing Icelandic water. Funny, funny. So Lars sees Victor on his way to the airport. Um, but Lars needs to go see the elves before he can get on a flight. Um, and then this is the final moment where we learn that Victor is the bad guy and he's trying to kill Lars because he he now thinks, fuck, they can win because they're so bad. They're good. He thinks he would get blamed mm -hmm. for bankrupting Iceland if Fire Saga wins. Correct. A little convoluted. Very convoluted. Um, so b before he tries to choke him out with, I don't even know what that was. It's just like wire. Yeah. Um, Lars had left a gift to the elves that included um, some whiskey, I believe, and some bread and some jam and a knife to jam um, into Victor's back. This is what happens. <laughs> the elves kill Victor. They they throw the knife, I think. Sure. We don't know. We don't know. We, all, just, we see a all little we door. Knew, all we see is the door closing and, and <laughs> just the reaction. Oh, uh, I'm going to leave this here. Did Sigrid build those little houses? I don't know. No, I think those houses were there for generations. Like, this Cycle. is the elves' house. Though. Okay. <laughs> this is the Hulses. This is where this is. Those are their, their town's yeah. elves. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Um, So, Lars gets into Edinburgh, and of course, the fucking Americans are driving a fucking Mini Cooper in Europe. I loved that. So cliche. I was so happy about that. <laughs> the rented Mini Cooper. I loved it. Because um, I feel like that's what I would do also. Yes. And then Will Ferrell being like, haha, this is fun as they do a chase scene. Okay. So real question. Was he lying or are there really no speed limits in Europe? He was lying. Okay. Because I was like. It was a joke. I was like, I mean, stupid Americans clearly look at me right now. I was like, that's crazy if there's no speed limits in Europe. 
There's so many small streets. You have to. Yeah, that checks out. That checks out. <laughs> um, so then we get to see, um, as we're getting ready to get to Eurovision, we're seeing a performance from Alexander and Lion of Love and all the gazelles and that dancing. But my favorite was that tearaway shirt. <laughs> it was it was so seamless. Yeah. Again, if how is he not gay? Because um, then we later on get that very woke moment of you gay? No. Bisexual? No. Non-binary? No. He him her, he him pronouns. Um, <laughs> so there are no he, the reason why he's not gay is because there's no gays in Russia and so Clara, we know what gay. we know what that means. Yeah, he's he's gay. Um, so then we get to see at the bar, they're all going to watch the finale and that's when Helga secrets, mom comes and the, Helga and Eric sit together and you can see that they do love each other. They have something in common. They have something in common. Yeah. But then before we can get to the performance, we get more fire Demi Lovato, uh, who does not use her ghost powers because she did not know that, uh, Victor was dead. At that point, I thought she was irrelevant to the plot. But they had a certain number of contractual Absolutely. scenes. It was it was definitely the let's put the demi cameo in one more time. It's, it's the power. Be. It's the power of three. Yep, I got agree. the power of three, and I still lived for it. It was great. It was very funny. Gratuitous because just the lines that he said to her were so stupid. stupid. It was funny, and then we didn't realize. Or I didn't realize till after she didn't have to be there at all. No, no, the elves did it. Yeah. Great. Um. So then Lars again seconds to going on stage. Tackles and baby punches Alexander. I was so confused in a, in a way. He's trying to beat up this man because he stole his girl. And he's just like. Like little kitty cat punches to yeah. his chest. Very funny. Again, very gay. Very, very gay. Just more man-child energy, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Alexander's taunting him and saying all the things he can offer and give to Secret. Wi-Fi every room. What you give her. <laughs> that line was so funny because it's that so is, stupid. That is stupid. Um, hey, it's a big house. It's a huge house. Um, now, I really want this movie to get an Oscar nomination for best song, and the song that deserves it is Husevik My Hometown." It was great. Yeah, it's stunning. And like, if you listen to it as like a movie soundtrack song, it's great. It has that power. Yeah, it brings a plot full circle in a way. So I could see a wild card nomination here for that song. They're so prejudiced against comedy. I know, I know. Because they did not get nominated for a Golden Globe. But I know that the Netflix um, uh, for your consideration page wasn't really focusing on Golden Globes. They're focusing full tilt on uh, the oscars and like they uh eurovision is one of the only um sub pages that netflix put out for them for their network really yep so they're pushing they're pushing okay they're pushing for it i would like it if it was nominated Mm -hmm. yep and then the song has icelandic exactly and that's and that so we're i'm I'm eventually going to be doing a whole eurovision episode in a future series but the big thing with eurovision and, and the song selection is you can sing in your native language you can sing in another language. You can sing in English. Most artists vie for English because it's universal. And it's a big deal when you sing in your native language, especially for the people of your hometown. And I thought it was a really beautiful moment and something you don't expect from a Will Ferrell comedy. 
And they get disqualified for it. They get disqualified because you, <laughs> you can't change songs. That was not their submission song. Oh, that's um, funny. But then he gave her his yaya ding dong on that international television by kissing, and it was a beautiful moment. And the confetti is flying, and it was gorgeous. It was gorgeous. I wish I could have win something and have a grand reception when I go home and have like all thirteen people cheer and wave and hold signs for at me at the bus station. At the bus station, very <laughs> stupid. Um, then we cut to some time later, they are officially together and they have a kid and they are the wedding band at their parents' wedding. So now they're brother and sister. And husband and wife. Yep. Weird. And yet, perfect. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, they even say, comment on, is this ever not going to be weird? No. No. It's totally weird. Yeah. And then we get a cameo from the Americans again. They're in Iceland. Funny. It was, it was so full circle. It was really funny. Uh, and again, it's like you almost wonder if they were invited because it was the wedding reception or they just popped into a wedding and that would be an American thing to do. True. They gave <laughs> them the ride, though. So exactly. It's true. And then we get one last moment from my buddy Olaf, who says, play Ya Ya Ding Dong. And they do. And, they do. <laughs> and it's such a silly movie. And I love this silly movie so much. And in the end, it's not such a horrible thing that they have this one song everyone loves. Yeah. Because... They're recognized for their talents as well. Exactly. Um, but I think one thing that this movie really brings out is the power of community. Yes. Because music is something that is universal to all cultures. And music really does bring people together. And I think that's what this movie touches on while still being over the top and stupid. Yes. And like Eurovision Song Contest brings together sort of a European community. Mm-hmm. But then that lets people appreciate their own smaller communities exactly. as well, which is um, beautiful. Absolutely. So that and that's why I think um, my hometown is such a, a universal song for this movie and for everybody. Like I really, really love it, and and I I just love this movie, and I'm glad you stuck it out and watched it. I did. I enjoyed it. It was a fun time. Now, before we officially get to your rating, um, I like to do something on these podcasts where. We drag cast the movie. So okay. if we're doing a drag version of this movie, who would we cast in certain roles? Um, and they can be famous queens. It can be local queens. It can be anyone. Okay. So we're going to start off with Lars. Ariola Grande. Ariola Grande. Okay, okay, okay. I can see that. Yeah. Uh, secret. Who, who, who should be secret? Veronica Green. Veronica Green. Okay. All right. All right. Who is Alexander Lemtov? I think we need to do, um, do you have a suggestion for a drag king? Well, I would say Max Pleasure it would be one. Yeah. Um, or if we can get Land Insider, that would be funny. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that masculine energy. Mm-hmm. Um, Mita, who, who's the Grecian she-devil? Very stunning. Hmm. I can't think of a Greek queen. That would no. be stunning, though, right? Well, I was going to say Jackie Cox. Oh, I, sure. Jackie Cox is hot enough to lovely. do that. Yeah. Um, Katiana. Katya. It should be Demi Lovato. I recently saw a Demi Lovato impersonator in um, on TV. On TV. Who lives in Vegas. Just give it to that person because okay. they actually look like okay. Demi Lovato. I was going to say we can give it to uh, Jan because then Jan would go up in flames and then we'd have a moment And she'd of, get to sing. Yeah, that'd be funny. Um, that'd be, that'd be, that'd work. And finally, um, Eric Erickson. Um, Pierce Brosnan. This is going to be shady, just no matter who we say. <laughs> exactly. Um, who who could be Pierce Brosnan? 
Well, I guess, well, you know what? We'll get Landon and we'll get a Max and whoever wants either part, they can, they can fight it out. They can maybe punch each other for it. Good call. There we go. I want you to ask my next make you watch guest a question. A question? Whatever you want it to be about. It can be tied to this movie or tied to any movie, okay. whatever you want. But ask your question to my next make you watch guest. I think it'll be, you know, dig deep. How, did this movie change your life for the better? Okay. Okay. If they say no, that's okay. That's fine. Cause I, I have a feeling if I do pick the next movie that I want, it's not going to change anyone's life, but it changed mine. Can I answer for this movie? Sure. Yeah. I think it was a bit of lightness and positivity, which is great. Yeah. I love that. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Because we weren't sure which movie we were going to watch. Cause the other option potentially was going to be cats. That would not have changed your life for the better. Maybe for the laughs. Yeah. Possibly. So, as I mentioned before, Rotten Tomatoes put this at a 5.8 out of 10. I, personally, with a bias, put it at 8 out of 10. Okay. What is your official ranking of Eurovision Song Contest Story of Fire Saga? All right. So, Rotten Tomatoes is 6. I don't think it was that bad. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was an 8 for me. Okay. I would put it at a 7. All right. it did its job. And yet, it was not the best thing you've ever seen. No, no. Yeah. Now, how... I'm, I'm sure you've watched a good share of Will Ferrell movies, yes? Yeah. Where would you put this in the scope of Will Ferrell movies? There was a period where he made jokes that didn't age well. No. And so now a lot of those fall under the radar, even if they are more famous. Yeah. They would make me cringe too much. This had heart to it, and I was on board the whole time. So I think it's one of his better... Movies. I think he's grown. Yeah, it's, it's really, really, really interesting for me because I think timing is everything. The world was in such an interesting place where this movie is not ever going to have the recognition that Anchorman has. No. Because at that time, we could get away with some of the shit that happened in that movie. And because it was technically a period piece, they were commenting on the period. Yeah. And that's why I think Anchorman will always be his number one movie. Then you have like uh, Talgate Diggin' Knight's Funny, iconic, not so good. I think I would put it right in the middle of the two of them. I see what you're saying. How, like, because Anchorman's classic, we have to judge it in that yeah. time in a way. It, at the time, felt edgy, and he was at sort of the height of his career. Yeah. So I, I see that. So, and I think, like, the, this... He's made some really shitty movies recently. Like, yeah. shit movies. I'm trying to find his, his voice, I think. This movie, I think, reignited his career in a way. And I would actually go... If movie theaters are going to be a thing in the future, I would go see it at another Will Ferrell movie. Yeah. It was joyful. Yeah. It was good. Will you be listening to the soundtrack? I think I'm going to have to hear it. You're going to listen to Yaya Ding Dong as much as I have? Not on my own. <laughs> I'm going to hear it. Yeah. I. Um, if you haven't downloaded it, go download the, the soundtrack. It's got some really good music, some catchy tunes. And I love Yaya Ding Dong. And Annalie Fisher... I am so glad that you were my first guest on the Make You Watch series. Yeah, thanks for having me. The biggest thanks to Annalie for coming on. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher. Leave us a review while you're there. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk.